You are listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta at the University of Calgary. At the University of Calgary campus radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, District 5 and 6. District 5 and 6. Disclaimer, the following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. Got a trio today talking about some games and some other things that are going to be getting some awards. Uh, today, got a trio today. Uh, got Menace here with me. Oh, yeah. And got Gemini with me. Hello. But yeah, so uh, no subset today. And Robbie's off again, leaving us behind. What the f*** was that? Uh, d- d- don't, 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 don't worry about it. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Menace, you, uh, you, uh, you triple locked it this time. You triple locked the editor room this time, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I ate the keys. Okay, good. Rob's now getting out this time. Yeah. Anyway, don't worry about it, Gemini. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Anyway. Honestly, it's it's for the best. It's for safety. But anyway, let's get things started off with a bit of a big topic. We got the Game Awards going going strong here soon. There's a lot of good nominees. Baldur's Gate's going to sweep. Doesn't really matter, though. Oh, yeah, totally. So. That, uh, that's pretty much who all I voted for. It's going to be winning so many. Since, you know, this was an episode about the Game Awards, and me personally, I don't necessarily have an opinion about who will win, I just want to know who wins, I would just like to say that obviously this episode had to be cut down for time. So if you'd like to check out the full, uncut version of the Game Awards episode from the Pop Culture Effect, please be sure to check out our YouTube channel at The Pop Culture Effect. But I figured we'd go through some, if not all, of the awards and see which nominees are um, voted for and kind of get a feel on everyone and like how everyone feels about um, who got picked for as nominees for what category. Do you have the nominees on you? Yeah, I got, you I, got it, I, I got it all up. Okay, okay. I do too. Just kind of go down the list. Moving on back to actual games, we got the best multiplayer slash co-op, which... Okay. I can maybe see Baldur's Gate not winning this one, only because of the uh, the third nomination. Because yeah. that kind of took... I was shocked that that one was on it, and that was my vote as well. But going down the list, obviously, Baldur's Gate 3. Hey, that multiplayer was actually quite good. I played it with people, and it is quite fun. It is. It is. Oh, oh yeah. There's going to be a lot of awards that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to get. I don't think this is going to be this one, though. Filth and lies. <laughs> um, next is the one that came out before Baldur's Gate 3 that Baldur's Gate 3 kind of stole the thunder of. Diablo dude, 4. Right, right from did. under it. Yeah, did I, uh, someone that I one of my co-workers, two of my co-workers actually, they really got into this and they were like obsessed with it for, I think about a month and a half straight and they said it was really f***ing good. I never got into the Diablo series. Um, 
but it really did just kind of like slither in and just swipe the light from it because the moment like Baldur's Gate pretty much like dropped everyone Diablo forgot died. about yeah everyone yeah, Diablo forgot about 4 Diablo died. 4 it, and I remember like I think that's partially because you know Diablo 4 had a rough launch as as all Diablo titles have had mm-hmm. and and then Baldur's Gate came out and it was just crisp yeah I mean Baldur's Gate had its problems when it did come out here and there but I think the nice thing with it is is that it had a very extensive uh, early access period so a lot of those hiccups were kind of smoothed out over its time so people were able to they also expect like knew what to expect which I think games should do that if they're you know planning to do um, like pre-purchases and all that they should you know have an early access bit for people to kind of know what they're getting into but that's besides the point but yeah I, I, I for me I just also find it hilarious that like uh, my co-workers who did get into this game they like sung its praises and everything I'm like well you should try Baldur's Gate when it comes out and they're like nah that looks like a gay p- game and I'm like excuse me <laughs> and it's literally just because of like the few romance scenes and just because you can sleep with a bear does not make it a furry yeah like when they were releasing like this like the trailers and everything for some of the romances that you can do like they just completely wrote it off as like a p- game and I'm like no and it's also the one guy was like it can be but it's not he, yeah he was also kind of a strict purist of like old fifth edition and he hated where mm. it was going and I'm like dude shut the f*** up you're annoying <laughs> learn how to have fun every once in a while all you do is play f***ing EU4 and map games speaking of fun though third the third one which I voted for pretty sure Menace voted for as well oh yeah Party Animals by Recreate Games it, I, it's literally just fun just brain dead fun I honestly am shocked I didn't think Party Animals was big enough to be on the Game Awards when I saw oh it on God, here it, I was happy it blew up I'm telling you at least ev- once a day everybody or the other people in the house they all get on they get a full lobby of eight people of people that they know and they're playing every day it's, it's a nice little mini game oh yeah it's a nice little it's a nice little party game for everybody to play and you get to dress up like I got a I got a hammerhead shark who's got a pink t-shirt on his head with a heart on it and I can't tell you how many times I've actually just like because you can do emotes in it I've made friends with the enemies to where me and them will like because you can use one of your buttons to grab me and them will hug and just <laughs> hug and make emotes while everybody else is fighting each other for their lives I was pretty uh, surprised about the uh, collab they did with the Ori the Ori character. Oh yeah, Ori and Naru. Yeah. And they also did, uh, there was another game, I think it was made by Recreate as well. Uh, it was called Jack, and you were this rabbit with this robot arm. They actually have a skin for him too. Okay. I, I want them to do other, like, maybe like a rabid skin. I feel like that'd be funny. Just have, uh, do that, a lot of That collabs. one would fit, that would really fit into this. I, I, I want them to do more collabs like that, because one, that's money going in towards this game that pretty solid made, has a lot of ragdoll physics, because, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, I, would, I would love to see more, more attention get brought to it. But uh, next on it is Street Fighter 6 by Capcom. Makes sense that a fighting game was going to get put on here. And it has been one of the best received Street Fighter games to date. Yeah, I like the different style of animation they're going with this one, though. They started making it look a little bit more realistic. But it's still got, it's still got that comic book, cartoon, like cell shaded kind of feel to it, too, mm-hmm. which I like. Is that the one that got released on Switch and it looked like absolute ass? That was Mortal Kombat 1. We don't talk about it. <laughs> we don't talk about Mortal Kombat 1. The, uh, this one, I've heard that the story, or story, air quotations, that you have for your custom character is really good. I heard that the actual story for the game that you can play through is really good for the tournament mode. And, you know, you got all the fan service that comes with Street Fighter. Fan service. Fans. Oh, yeah. 
they've literally made like some of the finishers for the female characters. You could, you, you, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> oh yeah. And they then always. the last one on the list, Super Mario Wonder. I don't understand how. It, I mean, sure, uh, Mario games are, are always do well because they're great family games. I get why it's on this list. I just don't think it should be on the 2023 list because of how early, like how it literally it's came out, been like out a week it, before the been, nominees got right. Them. It got put out like a week and a half before they put up the website to vote. That's how you know how Nintendo was like, hey, we got this new game coming out. This is way before, but they, they're they like, we got this new game coming out. We're going to need it on this list. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> wink, wonk. Wink, wonk. Yeah. Bonk. Not, not trying to drag on Super Mario Wonder. I've heard it's a great game and everything. I just think it should be in the 2024, not 2023. Oh, yeah. Uh, next one, we got the best sports race or racing games uh i don't think any of us really play much of any sports or racing games at all Mm-mm. so this was definitely no. a category that i just kind of picked which one looked best for me um I voted for the hot wheels <laughs> i voted for forza because that's what my roommate's been playing i'm like i know that game i, know I voted that. <laughs> for i voted for it too because i heard the new forza was really good but uh yeah so we got esports fc24 uh by ea we have f123 racing by codemasters and ea Forza Motorsport by Turn 10 Studios and Xbox, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 by Milestone, and The Crew Motorfest by Ubisoft. I heard that The Crew was also very, very good. Mm-hmm. I kind of find it funny that both basketball and football or Madden are neither of those are on this list because those games have been, they've made too the many. The same thing. It's just the same thing with the graphics slightly increased with a new team change. I mean, same can be said for soccer as well, but eh, soccer's a little bit more entertaining with the games, it kind of feels like. That's fair. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But Oh, Gemini, you want to take this next one? Huh? Yeah, sure. You ah, best your... sim and strategy games. Ah, oh, but there's not even... Oh, there's one good one, but that's what I'm <laughs> you, you and your Sims addiction. Honestly, I say as I have the Sims 3 pulled up during this recording. Anyway. <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, the no. one time I'm not playing games, Gemini's um, but, playing games. Yeah, so in the, in the first category, we have Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp by WayForward and Nintendo. No idea what it's about, but the art style looks cute. We have My Choice, City. Skylines 2 by Colossal Order and Parad- slash Paradox Interactive even though it had a bit of a shaky launch. That's literally say. every Paradox game when they launch. It's always shaky and then they get better as the lifespan of the game progresses. I have had a lot of fun playing it so I think it honestly should probably get it but that's just me because I'm biased. We have Company of Heroes 3 by Relic Entertainment slash Sega. No idea what it's about. It looks like it's a it's war a, game. <laughs> it's an RTS. Oh, it's a map game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We have Fire Emblem Engage by Intelligence Systems slash Nintendo. It's just another Fire Emblem game. I've never played them. I kind of wanted to play them in the past. I think when they were, I think, what was it? I think 3DS, whichever mm-hmm. one was on the 3DS. I think I really Conquest. wanted to play it, but I never, I think so. I don't remember. Or am I thinking? I, I don't play these games. I've never played one of like those style of games, though I do want to try Persona 5 Tactica. That might get me into these type of strategy games. It's on Game Pass. You can do it. I, Is it Fire I want to play I want to play it on Switch because I got oh, Persona fair. 5 Royal on it and Strikers. I feel like that'd be a fun one to play on the Switch. Is it that's Fire fair. Emblem where it's the three houses or? Yeah, yeah, Fire okay, Emblem. Okay, so yeah, it, for the, for yeah. The then Switch. it was then it was Fire Emblem. That was I did want to get into 
it and I never got around to getting the game because I think when I first heard about it, I was a child. So I did not have money of my own to buy it. And my mom was like, no. <laughs> and then as I got older, Video it, games are bad for you. No, it wasn't that. She was just like, no, you, there's other games you could pick. This looks kind of dumb. And I'm like, okay. And then I, I don't even remember <laughs> what I got then afterwards. But um, and that was how Trent got The Sims. <laughs> then we have the last one, which is Pikmin 4 from Nintendo EPD slash Nintendo. I've heard of the Pikmin games. I've never played them. I hear they're kind of cute. Um, I mean, it's a Nintendo game, so obviously it's going to be more of a cutesy game. Mm -hmm. um, but those are pretty much the lineup for the Sim strategy games. The only one this I really know and heard of was City Skylines 2. Pikmin yeah. was real good. I've seen some playthrough of it. It is really cute, and there's uh, actual really like great teasing puzzles that you got to do with the Pikmin. Yeah, I was going to say, he plays like a little leaf man, right? Yeah, there's a whole crew that you get to play as, but yeah, all of are is the main one. Okay, I'm uh, moving on to the next one. We have the best family games, which uh, unsurprisingly, a lot of these are like well-known titles. We have Disney Illusion Island from Delala Studios slash Disney. I never heard of it. The Lulu. <laughs> the Lulu. <laughs> the Lulu uh, we, Studio. We have the one that I voted for, um, mostly just because I knew you guys really liked it. So I was like, fuck it, I'll give it my vote, which was Party Animals. This, the, I was gonna say, this was the other category that I was pretty sure they got uh, a nomination for. Um, Pikmin 4 is on here again. Oh, I was gonna say, I could definitely see either Party Animals or the last one winning. Because I was gonna say, yeah, Pikmin 4, uh, Sonic Superstars by, you know, Sonic Team, Sega, Arzest, whatever. I'm still surprised that Sonic games are still pumping out. I kind of thought they died after, uh, I'm gonna be honest, I've never really played a Sonic game. The only one I'm thinking of is when you're on, like, a track in a city. That's like all uh, of them. That's Gemini. all of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All I can, all I know is it's like over an ocean or a sky, and it looks like a f and it's two bars that you're like running across to get the them. rings. You're, and you're literally naming any of them. <laughs> I think it was one of the ones that released in like the mid 2000s. Was it, was it for the cube? No, I think it might have been for maybe it, it was either for the GameCube or during the be or during the beginning of the Wii era. The, was it the Heroes Sonic Heroes? I, I think it was Sonic Heroes. That's a that's that, a callback. That's a good was, one. I was going to say, I know it was one of the like early to mid 2000s ones. That's what I'm thinking of. Hey, all I'm saying is she could have said Sonic Adventures and then we would have had to go way back. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, I just know it was one of those, but I wasn't sure which one it is. And apparently I'm just describing all of the 3D modern Sonic games every, at this point. Every, every 3D Sonic has had a, a level where you're flying over the ocean, a level where you're running through the streets, running from something. And a level of rails. And a level of rails. Yes. Well, that's the thing. You weren't flying. You were on, like I said, the two bars that looks like a rail, but it's not a rail. Were you grinding on it like it was a rail? You might have been. Yeah, <laughs> that's all rails in Sonic. Okay, well, that does. Anyway, and then, of course, we have Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Never really played a Super Mario Brothers game, so I don't know how well it would do, but considering it came out, like, what, two weeks ago? I've... It's also a Super Mario game, so I'm sure it will do great. I've played the one that was originally on the Wii. That one was a lot of fun. Then they remastered that like five times before we finally got a new one with Wonder. Mm -hmm. Wonder is really cool. The new power-ups are really cool. You get, uh, at least from what I've seen, you get you get a new elephant power where you 
can like charge and use your trunk. It's, uh, it's not like they're not keeping it all the same. They are adding some new stuff. There's new secrets and stuff like how there always is. Well, that's better than what I originally thought. I honestly thought they were just like the same game reskinned. Oh no. In the, what was it? The last one, they added the Neko suit where you could be a cat and you can oh, actually like okay. climb up, climb up uh, walls and other objects. That was, uh, that was Super Mario 3D World on the 3DS. They had one for the, for the U as well, or not the U, the, but the Switch had one like that too. The Switch remastered that game onto it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The ooh. <laughs> the ooh. Well, if we're going to get a little bit more specific, the original 3D World was on the Wii U, the original 3D Land was on the 3DS, and the Switch did remaster 3D World. However, they did add a separate mode called Bowser's Fury, which was basically a, a whole other game in and of itself. Just thought I'd uh, mention it. So, honestly, I I can see it being a, a toss-up between Party Animals and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. A part of me feels like Super Mario might take it though family just game. because it's yeah yeah it's family game and it's mario it's nintendo it kind of is in the bag it's possible party animals could take it but it's also mario and the family games so you know next category uh who wants to take fighting because i have no knowledge of fighting games i can i guess uh yeah. for best fighting games i know some of these but we got god of rock by modius studios uh and modius games brazil i uh, actually haven't seen anything on that but it looks like it's definitely like you get gods from different eras or different uh, religions and stuff like that. Uh, you got Mortal Kombat 1, which I've heard good and and very bad things about. I think Mortal Kombat 1 is going to win just because of what it is. Like Mortal Kombat actually, is like one of the biggest hitters when it comes to video games, like fighting games. Oh, yeah. It's uh, and especially with what it is for the for the story going forward. I can see that because this mm -hmm. is like this is the full reboot uh, of the entire franchise. While also being a sequel. Like, it's a canonical sequel mm. that they canonically turned into a reboot through the story. Oh, yeah. And then we have the, uh, I don't even know what to call this. Nickelodeon All-Star All -Star Brawl 2 from Lattice Fair Play Labs Game Mill Entertainment. But it's essentially, because when, when Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 1 came out, which, let me tell you, was like a year or two ago, it mm -hmm. got so heavily criticized. And then it got dunked on by DC's fighter because it actually had voice actors from famous voice actors it had a whole bunch of features that Nickelodeon Our Star Brawl 1 didn't have that the very next year they were like, oh yeah, we're going to make this and put everything in it as a new game. Of course they did. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I've heard I, that this one's being received a lot better though. I have too. I just, I don't, I don't feel like giving them my money after doing that. <laughs> we got Pocket Bravery from Statero Studios. I'm not familiar with that one. I'm not either. It looks almost, it gives me Brawlhalla kind of vibes, honestly. And it is, looks like it's on all platforms. Yeah, it's on all platforms. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's like a side-scrolling pixelated fighter game. Okay. With like shitty a, like characters. Yeah, it's got more of a, uh, more of an old school Street Fighter kind of look to it. Yeah. Actually, it says, yeah, uh, I looked it up. Uh, inspired by classic fighting games from the 90s, such as Street Fighter, Fatal Fury, and King of Fighters. That's, that's pretty cool. I uh -huh. hope they do pay good homage to that. I may have to look at this demo that I just found because I'm always, I'm always into the, the old school fighters. Speaking of old school fighters, the 
last nominee is, and the one that I voted for is Street Fighter 6. But I love the Street Fighter series. It has nothing to do with what type of fighting game it is. <laughs> Menace here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. And the next the next category, we got Best RPG. Uh, we got the obvious winner, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 from Larian Studios. At Final Fantasy, what is it, 16? Yep, and here's the thing. I know Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win. I don't want it to. Final Fantasy 16 has my vote. It was fan-fucking-tastic. I will stand by it. The first three nominees are some bangers. Not they are. They're, all of these are bangers. Except, uh, for one, <laughs> except for one. We got Final Fantasy 16 from Square Enix. Got Liza P from Round 8 Studios and NeoWiz. That game brought Soulsborne games to a whole new level. It just did. for the, the mechanics that it had were so weird to me. But fun. Like, it, it was fun. It was, it was a challenge. And I'm not gonna lie, I gave up. I, it was too hard for me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't even get past the fucking first boss. I felt that. I got past the first boss and then I, I made it to like, not even to the second boss and I was like, oh, I think oh, I some can't. of us, I think some of us got too used to Elden Ring because that one was a little bit more forgiving of a Soulsborne game. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm bad. <laughs> okay, yeah. Gemini's just bad. <laughs> this bitch here and then the other one who's currently you know, stuffing his face. These two had to hold my fucking hand through the Dark Souls series because I am so fucking bad. I not and skill wise, yes, but also I have a very bad habit of just getting distracted and wandering off, not realizing there's like 18 enemies ready to just jump my asshole. Or not realizing that hey, the dark root lake may be, you know, poisonous. Nah, it's not poisonous, even though Miyazaki is like the weirdest hard on for poison lakes. What's this meter filling up? Tread it's poison. <laughs> yeah. I am the worst person to play those games with because I am the most frustrating individual. Not as bad as Robbie from what I've heard, but... Oh no, definitely not. Because you'll actually, like, listen when, we, when we're like, hey, you're wandering off. You'll listen and come back and be like, Robbie okay, Robbie will well, run got- off to fucking fight whatever and just get one shot of laugh of his ass in the distance. Yeah, we'll be running and then all of a sudden you'll hear, you'll hear guys, guys, host of Embers has died. What? <laughs> and it's literally probably like five seconds after he just summoned you. Yeah, I didn't even load in, but the, uh, go, we'll go back to it. The next nominee for, for the category is Sea of Stars from Sabotage Studios. I've heard of this. I've heard good things. It's uh, kind of like uh, where you switch between the two characters as you're playing and they tell the story kind of deal. Cool. This is another one that is, it's obviously going to be either Baldur's Gate 3 or Final Fantasy 16 that win this list, but I'm very pleased to see Sea of Stars on this as a nomination because this was a very fantastic indie game. Sorry, I'm kind of looking up these as we do it, but it's <laughs> the, got that like top-down almost like old Final Fantasy kind of look to it. Yeah, the animation to the sprites in the game, just the visualization of it, the story, the combat, it's all really well done. I'm waiting to play this on this another, this is another one on my list of Switch games I need to play. I'm going down the whole list of a bunch I need to play. And this is, and then, like, next one on the list. Oh, yeah. You sure you don't want to play this next one on the Switch? Mm. <laughs> I, I don't want to play it at all. The final nominee for this category for best RPG is Starfield from Bethesda. I've seen a lot of, like, hardcore, like, Bethesda bros be so fucking pissed off that Baldur's Gate 3 has a Game of the Year nomination, but but Starfield doesn't. And I'm like, bruh, what do you mean so you're like, upset? I can see. Starfield, it's not a bad game. I, I'm not trying to make it seem like we're ragging on it or anything. 
thing. It has good things to it, but it gets very repetitive after the first few hours. And that's not good in an RPG. No. And that's like one of the worst thing, traits. My whole thing is that they have they they said that you could be anything, right? So obviously, me being me, I wanted to be a bounty hunter because there's actual bounties in the world that you can go and do. Like I was like, cool. There's a whole bounty hunter faction. You can't have any stolen property or items on your ship because every planet scans your ship when you get near it. And there's a there's a cargo thing to store contraband, but they mm-hmm. can see it when they scan your ship, so they know they have so they know automatically know you have contraband on your ship. And what's the point? Exactly. What's the point of being a bounty hunter then? Exactly. You're telling me I can't loot people, kill them, and take my bounty and get the bounty from taking them out? Why? Because fuck you, that's why. Why have this entire faction of the game if I, I can't do what I want? At least in Skyrim, I could put a bucket over people's heads and rob them blind. Because that's mean. <laughs> You're being uh, mean. You... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Gonna start burning through some of these because we've been talking about a lot of these for a lot and just try to focus more on the bigger ones towards the end. But mm-hmm. best action adventures, we have Alan Wake 2 by Remedy and Epic Games Publishing, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac Games and SIE, Resident Evil 4 by Capcom. I gotta I got make one comment for this. Can That's it be posted in a game of the year? Can it be in a game of the year thing if it's a remake I or a remaster? That's a fair point. I feel it can be if they've changed it well enough, and I feel like they did for Resident Evil 4. Yeah, if it was like a remaster, I'd say no, but if it's like an actual, like, built back up from the ground up, like Resident Evil 4, I'd say it counts. I was gonna say, yeah, they rebuilt the whole game, like, controls, camera, like, the engines, like, you know, it's the same. It's still got my vote, like, I'm not trying to rag on it. It's still got my vote. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what I voted for, but like, honestly, I feel it deserves its spot because, you know, they remade the game. It's not like they just tweaked a couple of the graphics from the original uh, Resi 4 and they were like, here you go. Yeah, they didn't do that. They like rebuilt it from the ground up. So I'm like, you know what? That's fair. That's a lot of work. But uh, then the last two, we got Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Respawn and EA. And the one I voted for, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo. <laughs> I know. Okay, Trid, I know you I know you have your, your gripes with it, but I will say from playing it and from actual experience, it is a lot different once you get limbs, once you actually start getting the powers and stuff. It is a lot different than um, My main complaint is the, the building. I don't have the patience or the energy to that build. Is, with how they do with Tears of the Kingdom, it's almost completely optional. You don't have to do it. I know you don't. But then I'm like, I want to try and build a car. And then I'm like, I don't know how the f*** to do this. And I don't want to feel like learning. <laughs> See, when I first when I first got that power and I like started building, they're like, hey, you can do this to do all this cool stuff. I was like, but I can also just launch myself with a log <laughs> like how I have been for years. And, uh... and like, yeah, I, it's not bad. It's just, I just want one Ocarina of Time. Like, come on. <laughs> Give remake. us a, re- a remake of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, like they fucking ported Skyward Sword onto the Switch. Where's the fucking Ocarina of Time? With how old that one is, it'd either be a port with the N64 ROM thing they have going on for it, or they, they would they actually have to do that. like a full remake of it. Hey, look, I'm Remake fine with- Majora's Mask again. My theory is that they're going to do something big with the both of those because Majora's Mask is a direct sequel from Ocarina of Time. So that's my theory that they're planning something big for it. What? I have no fucking idea. But that's my, because they haven't done anything with either of them for the Switch. So, and they'll probably, they're probably waiting for the Switch too as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, going on to the next one, we got best action game, Armor 
Hardcore 6 Fires of Rubicon from From Software and Bandai, Dead Island 2 by Dam Buster Studios and Deep Silver, which Dead Island 2, it was very hyped when it came out, but it kind of seemed like it died within a week. It did die off quickly. There was a, the later game of the story really threw people off. Ah, okay. That's the one that got my vote, mostly because I didn't really know or care about the other ones. I voted for the fourth. Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even like, uh, actually, I didn't, no, I, I didn't even vote for that. <laughs> what? Both of you, how dare uh, you? Th no, this isn't the, no, Remnant 2 definitely takes, I know, I know we're saying the nominees' names, but Remnant 2 definitely takes this category. It, I'm it's not surprised. a beautiful game. But uh, yeah, and then the other one that wasn't mentioned is uh, Ghost Runner 2 by One More Level in 505 Games. But yeah, my vote was Hi-Fi Rush by Tango and Bethesda. It, it feels more like a rhythm action game than an action game. <laughs> That's fair, but still an action game. <laughs> Remnant 2, That I played Remnant 1, loved it. I've seen stuff on Remnant 2, and they, they expanded way over than what, what you would expect for a sequel. That, that one's got my good. vote. Then moving on, we got... I used to do VR a lot, but I don't do it nearly as much, so a lot no, none of these games ever had a really chance to play, and I don't think any of us in the group really do much for VR. I don't like VR, no. so I just went with Resident Evil. Yeah, so Same. for yeah, best VR, we have Gran Turismo, uh, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, which got my vote as well, and Synapse. I heard that Synapse was cool. It was like a psychological thriller mixed with mind powers, stuff like that. Okay. It definitely uh, looks interesting from the, the the icon card. I feel like I feel like all that trippy mind stuff and uh, that kind of escape is always really cool for VR because you feel like you're like right there. Okay. Yeah. You're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW. Moving from a different type, another different type of gaming, there's best mobile game. I voted, I voted for one specifically for some set. Was it Hong? Kai. No. Hello Kitty Adventure one. Island. Yes. yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I went with Monster Dude, Hunter because it's the only one that stuck out to me. Yeah. Monster Hunter now is actually not bad as as it being a fucking Pokemon Go clone. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you, it's, it's, it's exactly like Pokemon Go. Pokemon you walk, Go clone. You walk around no except idea. when you actually when you actually get like you know how you press on the Pokemon and just throw a Pokeball at them. You actually do get to like tap different combos and stuff. Like you can swipe or tap to do different combos with your weapon. Ooh, and you can actually do like ow, fighting. Ow, yeah. Ow. 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 Are we okay? Good? Charlie Horse. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Are we hey. sure that uh, someone? Are you sure someone hasn't escaped? <laughs> Robbie, we're good. Where's the keys? Put them back. I ate them. God damn it! He must have found a set. You. <laughs> what do you mean you? Where's he gonna find? Probably made another set. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, Terra Nile. Not quite. I, I, never, uh, I never heard of that one. It's a Netflix game. Interesting. Huh? No, oh, Netflix has a set of mobile games that you can play through the app on your phone. I had no fucking idea. That's okay. actually interesting. Yeah. They've been doing mobile games for like a year or so, or a couple years now. Hmm, more and, now. And then Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. I feel like that one's got a good, Honestly, good shot at getting I, it. Or Honkai. I, I think it's no contest. Honkai Star Rail is probably going to win. That game is getting advertised up the ass. I'm surprised that Genshin's not on here still for it, the third year in a row. It's, it's, it's on, on. It's on for a couple other awards, but Honkai Star Rail, they have been advertising the shit out of this game for a mobile game. Oh yeah. I, I I know I can I know I can download now and get my 80 free pulls, please. Don't worry. <laughs> I know I can get my 80 free pulls. Do you? Do you know? 
it, it, I, every other ad is that same one. I know that man's bearded face anyway. <laughs> Next up, we got best debut of the games. I'm not familiar with any of these ones. If anyone wants to take over this list. Yeah, I know of one. <laughs> is, it, is it Pizza Tower? <laughs> no, it's not Pizza uh, Tower. It's I know Dredge. Pizza Tower. I was saying, yeah, that's the only one I know, but we have Cocoon by Geometric Interactive, Annapurna Interactive. Uh, I, I don't know what it's about, but it's Cocoon and there's like a little bug guy. It's so a, it's probably about bugs. It's a geometry puzzle game. Oh, that is so far off from what I thought it was. <laughs> I think I think it may have to do with the bugs, but yeah, it's a geometry puzzle game. It's cool. Okay. Uh, we have Dredge by Black Salt Games, Team 17. I've heard of Team 17. I just don't remember what they've done. It's basically, if I recall, I didn't play it. I watched um, a streamer and I believe Call Me Kevin play a little bit of it. Um, the streamer was uh, Ray Narvaez. And from what it seems like, it's it's a fishing game and you're on like, you know, those like kind of fit like those kind of bulky looking fishing boats. And if I recall, it has kind of like a creepy, like not horror necessarily, but like a scary vibe to it because um, the surrounding ocean is kind of like possessed or something by like eldritch creature horror kind of things. And the like light source is a very big thing where, you know, you go out and fish or you like dredge the ocean for like materials and such during the daytime and if you're out in the nighttime you have risk of like running into these creatures or um, I think there's like ghost ships out there that you can attract the attention of and they can like harm your ship. It's a very interesting game but it's really cool from what I've seen. Like I said I haven't played it but it's definitely a like creepy game and I think like part of the story is like kind of figuring out what happened and why. It does um, sound interesting actually. Yeah. Uh, Pizza Tower I, I don't know what that is. Sounds like you know what it is. It's, uh, it's essentially uh, Super Mario on crack, except uh, your pizza instead. It's about ah, this okay. uh, pizza pizza guy who uh, his his uh, pizzeria is going out of business because of this big corporate uh, pizza place. And then you're in this like weird messed up world, and you're like full on sprinting to try to beat beat the hell out of the corporate dude. It, like it's very funny, very like wacky, over the top platformer hmm. game. Okay, it sounds interesting. Uh, Venba by Vizai Games. No idea what it is. Just from the picture alone um it looks like it's probably a cooking game of some kind and it looks like it takes inspiration from indian culture due to the woman is looks like she's wearing a sari and everything so maybe it's like an indian cooking game i'm not 100 sure i'm just going off a of picture at this point i could look it up but i'm lazy um and then viewfinder i think i actually did hear of it's sad owl studios thunderful publishing i think that's like a puzzle game where yeah. you like yeah you can't you figure out puzzles kind i think i think it's like you're in like a simulation kind of thing and you have to figure out puzzles by like positioning pictures in certain ways and then it like warps reality around you. It was actually kind of interesting. Anyway, next, uh, best independent game. We have Cocoon again. Then we have by Mint Rocket, Dave the Diver. Uh, I also heard of this one. I didn't watch as much with it, but I think you're just like, you're just a little dude who goes diving in the ocean for, is it, does he run a sushi stand or like, I think he runs a stand if I recall. And I think you go out and like grab like fish for food for your stand, or maybe you provide it to other people. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I actually haven't seen this. Yeah, it, it I looks think, cool. Yeah, it's kind of a cute game and I think you're, yeah, you're, da you're Dave the Diver and I think you go down, yeah, fish, fish and then, like I said, I don't remember if he has the restaurant or if he's supplying it to other people. Um, but then we have Dredge again uh, and then we have Viewfinder again. Well, the going from uh, best debut indie game to best independent game, the list is almost identical. 
Pretty much the only yeah. difference is they swapped out uh, Pizza Tower for CSRs. Um, next is Best Community Support, which we have Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> this one's funny. Oh, yes. Can, can, can I, one of us take this one, please? Go for it, because I think I know what you guys are going to talk about. Yeah, we got and I best, voted for it just for a meme. Just for the meme. We got Best Community Support. So we got Baldur's Gate 3, which I heard that they were doing well on their updates. They were keeping the oh, community yeah, informed. They, oh, yeah. They, they definitely keep touch bases with their community we got the biggest community turnaround of this year which i think it's actually going to be one of the top ones for this category cyberpunk 2077 yeah they they've definitely had a complete 180 in it for the better and the fact that they're get, they did so well they actually got the fandom back to playing it and enough to get a dlc out for it oh yeah we got this came out for for those of you that don't know the nominees came out not even a week after the controversy that came out of Bun- but Destiny 2 is in this category for best community support. After laying off a hundred workers, going against what the community was saying for years. Well, they go, they sometimes go with what the community says, and then they'll they'll go backtrack or they'll they'll do something to get us mad at them again. As but they do. I'm just stunned that after all the controversy between the community and laying off a bunch of people, and that they're nominated for this category specifically. Yeah. I- I find it very hilarious because um, they do have their moments. Sometimes they do do well with the community, but with like the last few months, the community's been very worried for Destiny if it's even going to continue. Concerning. Going on, we have Final Fantasy 14? Yeah, 15? that's 14. 14. We know Final our Fantasy Roman 14. numerals. Somewhat. The IV and the VI mix me up sometimes, but uh, Final Fantasy 14, which is coming to Xbox next year. Woo! Just in time for Destiny. Destiny 2 to die. Let's go. Yeah. Sea Blaze will have a game to play after Destiny's dead. It's fine. <laughs> and that and we'll know we'll be getting good content because they're subscription base. Yeah. That doesn't always mean everything. Yeah. Uh, with with at least Final Fantasy 14's track record, they've kept it. They've kept it decent. Well, that's good. But then our last game, which has also had a 180 in recent years, No Man's Sky for the last. That just like Cyberpunk, that one was terrible launch, but then they got the fandom back. Oh, yeah. I was surprised to see it on here. Yeah, um, it, it kind of snuck in. They had a big update this year, apparently, from what I was looking at. Oh, wow. And they added a bunch of new uh, types of biomes and stuff like that, new stuff that you can build on the planets. Oh, the more you uh, know. We got the next category we got is best ongoing game, which should be no surprise to most of these in the category, honestly. Yeah, a lot of these are pretty no-brainers. Yeah, Apex Legends from Respawn Entertainment, Nia Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red. Final Fantasy 14 again, which got my vote, honestly, between all these. We got Fortnite Battle Pass <laughs> from Epic Games. We got Genshin Impact from Hoyoverse. I which... I voted for Genshin because I, I honestly feel like that's going to be the one to win. I don't play it really, but out of all the other options, I know how crazy people are about the Hoyoverse games and I just know Genshin's going to be the one to win. They have, they've had some really good DLCs. Well, I shouldn't even say DLCs, because... More like just like, expansions. Expansions, yes. That's the better word. Thank you. But they've had some really big expansions that 
have added really big features to the game being able to explore underwater now actually being able to like find stuff like hidden temples and shit like that legends of the hidden temple i, I started getting into it because of that the new expansions and i don't know this it's too big at this week for me i think it's got too much too much to do and i don't have enough time games for impact we got a space for the unbound by Mojekin studios toge productions i haven't heard anything i don't even i don't know any of these yeah no, no, I, i'm not familiar with any of the ones on this list yeah i'm not I, I chose for space for the unbound just because of how the art style looks on it i'm gonna choose the furry game <laughs> i went there and nil menace you're we calling got, yourself out here we got chance of senar from rundis and focus entertainment we got goodbye volcano high from co-op techia from awasib uh, and kepler interactive terra nil again and then we got venba now for this one i definitely voted hi-fi rush oh yeah i i think this but, one probably has a real and i don't know if say a shoe uh definite shoe in but it's it's gonna be a close one. Oh yeah we got diablo 4 once again which i don't know what really got added for the innovation for that one Th this topic's but, for innovation and accessibility by the way oh i thought i saw that i said that my bad yes it is <laughs> innovation and accessibility we got forza motorsports again hi-fi rush uh we got marvel spider-man 2 and mortal kombat 1 and street fighter 6 once again i can see i can probably see spider-man taking this one though yeah i could see spider-man taking it but i really hope it's hi-fi rush it deserves it oh yeah some of the stuff they did in the game to make it easy for some people with certain types of disabilities in gaming it really made you really feel like the creators want you to enjoy it and want anyone to be able to enjoy it Oh yeah, it was, and I can't, I can't stress this enough. It came out at the literal worst time in gaming. It had no trailer, no, no nothing to it. Just shadow just, dropped, released, everyone got to play a day one game pass, and it was fan-fucking-tastic. It was beautiful. I was jamming the whole time. I couldn't help it. Oh yeah. Heyo, Subset here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Our next category we got is Best Performance for Voice Actors or, uh, or Performance Capture. This one's a top one. I don't know who's gonna win this one. There's a lot of big hitters on this one. I could either see being Cal or um, from Baldur's Gate. I voted for Neil Newbin, but I just noticed it was Cameron Monongahela, and he's one of my favorite actors. I am actually torn now if I want to change my vote or not. Let me guess, because of Shameless? No, I have a weakness <laughs> for redheads. <laughs> But that didn't help. But yes, no, I I think I'm going to stick down to Neil Newbin, though, because I actually played the game and I haven't played the Star Wars Jedi series yet. Oh, they're, uh, they're so good. But I do fucking love Cameron Monongahela. See, I know that's not his last name, but I don't do that. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I know we're kind of going all over the place with this one. I got to go with Ben Starr. His voice is Clive in Final Fantasy 16. Oh, that's fair. I was also Yuri Lowenthal is also a good voice actor. Who the fuck has he voiced? Who's He's fuck? Okay. That's right. I mean, I really didn't want to interject here, but Yuri Lowenthal also voiced the teenage version of Ben 10 throughout the majority of that character's life cycle. So, yeah, gotta rep my Ben 10 fans out there. Heck yeah. That's right. I was like, is he Sasuke or Gara? I couldn't remember what fucking Naruto character he was. What's funny is when the trailers came out of him being Spider-Man in the black suit, he just sounded like edgy 
even more edgy Sasuke. And I hate that he has such an iconic voice for that because any other time I fucking hear his voice, I don't hear the character he's meant to be voicing, whether he's a main character or it's just like a side character he voices. I don't hear that. I just hear fucking Sasuke in the distance and I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, the, I, uh, I think he's in yeah. one of the a fantasy game I play. I'm like, why the fuck is Sasuke in my Dungeons and Dragons fucking Dragon Age game? <laughs> the, uh, the other two that haven't been mentioned are Idris Elba for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. I'm not sure who he plays. Honestly, never got into Cyberpunk. But... He, he's going to be one of the big characters in the DLC. Oh, okay, okay. And then we have Melanie LeBird. She is the new uh, secondary protagonist or main protagonist, I guess you could say, in Alan Wake 2. Ah. Okay. Uh... I do need to look more into that, especially now that it's all connected to Control is kind of making me want to get into that whole universe. Oh, it's connected to Control? Oh, yeah. The, the oh, second okay. DLC, you literally go into the after. Oh, interesting. This this is gotta be where Hi-Fi Rush wins. Otherwise, I'm gonna be very upset. Right? <laughs> we have best audio design. We got Alan Wake 2, which I can understand. Horror aspect, gotta have that good good ambiance. Got Dead Space, same thing. Once again, can it be in the Game Awards for this year if it's a remaster? It's a slide-in. I voted for it. Really? <laughs> yes. Really? It's the only oh. title that I know! Hi-Fi <laughs> Rush <laughs> is literally a musical action game. I didn't play it. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> so, Hi-Fi Rush, now that we're in the music, I can actually talk about it. Hi-Fi Rush is this beautiful music game where you play as Kai or Chai or that guy. <laughs> that guy. And he goes to get his, he has a this broken arm or something with something's up with his arm. And he gets into like this Better Bodies project or something like that where he goes to get a robot arm. But his iPod falls onto his chest during the process. So you actually hear the music from his iPod the entire time. You see the world moving to the beat. And as you attack on the beat, you're attacks do more damage you get it it's a kind of like a beat em up as well where you have to do like combos like like in uh devil may cry and stuff like that we're doing combos will help you out but it's to the beat of the music too which is interesting yeah. uh, and then also too speaking about the music with it which was a genius idea for streamers they had it to where the game had like official licensed songs throughout the game but there's an option in the settings to turn on streamer mode where it replaces those songs with original soundtracks for the game that's cool. Yeah. So streamers could play it without worrying about getting copyright striked. And you would still be able to have like these these nice jams because even the even the ones that they made specifically for the game were were just beautiful. I kind of wish that we didn't lock him away to uh, talk about this because I know he uh, Bobbert really enjoyed it enjoyed this game as well. Yeah, he'll be missed. <laughs> Please do but, not find we need, uh, we do not need to find those keys. We just need to keep them no, there. There's, I don't think you want to find those keys. But <laughs> I'm gonna stop gushing about this this. Uh, uh, next, we got Marvel Spider-Man 2. I, tr I, I actually never really looked into it, but I've heard really good things of every Spider-Man that has come out recently. Yeah, all of the Insomniac Spider-Man games are all pretty great games. I haven't played Spider-Man 2, but I've watched the whole playthrough of it, and it was really good. I enjoyed it. And then for the last one, we got Resident Evil 4 again, which having three out of the five nominees be horror games, I kind of, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I, I just never realized that the three of them are horror games. Holy shit. Best score in music. I voted for Hi-Fi Rush again because it's on here. Baldur's Gate. But we got, we got <laughs> Alan Wake Alan Wake 2 with the composer being Petri Alanko. I'm going to butcher all these. Baldur's Gate 3 composer Borislav Slavov. That beginning intro music fucking slaps. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16 composer Masayoshi Soken. So that was my vote. I love the soundtrack to Final Fantasy 16. A lot of the music I actually have like pulled off of YouTube to use for any of my 
my D&D sessions. Oh, nice. Final Fantasy's always had that really good ambiance music of like, oh, just like yeah. general like general fields or, or boss music. Uh, we got Hi-Fi Rush, Audio Director, Suichi Kabori. And then we got Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, composed by the Nintendo sound team. I like how it's literally like composer, audio director, composer, composer. Nintendo <laughs> sound team. Bring in that heavy saxophone. Best art direction, which honestly, out of all these, I would either choose Hi-Fi or Tears of the Kingdom, but... I don't want Liza yeah, P. That's fair. I do like the Victorian-esque design. We got Alan Wake 2 again, Hi-Fi Rush again, but which Hi-Fi, I'm gonna keep gushing, but Hi-Fi Rush has got this like comic book cell shaded and they actually do it like sometimes they actually like come off of comic panel pages and like when they're making their plans and stuff it looks like a comic book yeah it, it kind of gives like if it, for anyone who's watched into the spider-verse exactly felt a lot exactly like into the spider-verse we got liza p at super mario bros wonder again we got legend uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom as well this is just like last year where tears of the kingdom was like or where breath of the wild was like in every category yeah back in 2617 yeah we have best narrative alan wake 2 baldur's gate is definitely gonna win this one yeah, baldur's gate 2 or baldur's gate 3 alan wake 2 cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty uh final fantasy 16 again and marvel spider-man 2 again honestly i really hope final fantasy 16 wins this one for best narrative i thought the story was perfect and i can i can see maybe baldur's gate losing that one because narrative is uh at least in baldur's gate is more of what you wish to do in that right it has a pretty strong story it's That's really fair. i was gonna say yeah there's a strong overarching story you know as with any D&D campaign it's just your path of how to accomplish the story can differ per playthrough but no there's a pretty solid story you have to defeat okay. the big bad like any D&D campaign or <laughs> or yeah you just have to deal with the big bad how you do it is your call the fact that I, when I first saw that clip that you can seduce the final boss of the game wait was... wait wait what yeah you can of course mm -hmm. of course they put in the bard stereotype into it. They have to. Larry and self-aware of their fucking player base. They had to. Do you know how many horny bard players would be so fucking pissed off if they couldn't seduce the final boss? They couldn't seduce Cthulhu himself. Exactly. The, the song wouldn't be as good as it is. Uh, we got best game direction for the next category. Uh, Blazes, you want to take back over for these now that we're getting close to the end? Yeah, sure. So best game direction. We got Alan Wake 2, Boulder's Gate 3, uh, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This one could probably go either or for Baldur's Gate 3 or Tears. Um, it might go more towards Baldur's Gate 3 because of you can go with the direction of how the game's built. You can go any way with the story pretty much as long as you still get to that end pretty much. Yeah. How'd you get here? Lots of boxes and lots of owl bear. But finally, we got the last one, which is the big one everyone's waiting to get answered game of the year we all know who's gonna win oh yeah but gotta go through the list anyway got nominees alan wake 2 spider-man 2 resident evil 4 super mario bros wonder still think that should be a 2024 one but oh well and legend of zelda tears of the kingdom which is probably gonna be second place if it wins i'm shocked 
But the one that is most likely going to win, it's a pretty much a shoe in Baldur's Gate 3. Hell like, yeah. I, Trin's just going to be loving, loving this game awards because all you're going to hear is Baldur's Gate 3. This is the Baldur's first time I've ever played it. Baldur's Gate 3. I'm excited to watch this live because last time we also got a lot of cool banger uh, trailers for upcoming games. Oh, yeah. It's like a mini E3 kind of. But, Scheme. But anyway, that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you for those listening on CJSW for our shenanigans, talking about the Game Awards and some of the other things we found interesting. For those watching on (laughs) pretty much just the Game Awards. Pretty much. Uh, Thank you those who watched us on YouTube or those who want to watch us on YouTube. Pop Culture Effect. Please uh, like, comment, and subscribe for more content from us if you like what we're doing. And thank you, uh, ever, thank you too for joining me. Thanks, Menace. And make sure to go check out the other shows that they got on the CGSW website. Yes, definitely check them out as well. Everyone there does a great job and want everyone to get the content they need to be viewed. And thanks, Gemini. A pleasure as always. And everyone have a nice night. See you all later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.